Welcome to the Young and Fruitful Podcast, a community of soul-aligned women ready to grow, learn, and step into the spiritual being they came here to be. Join me, Valeria, while we explore the behind the scenes of this healing journey. We talk about the wins and losses, the heartache and the excitement that we inevitably grow through in this human experience. Thank you for pressing play and let's get into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Young and Fruitful Podcast. My name is Valeria, and I'm your host, and I'm so excited because this is week two of August, a month where every single Friday we meet with amazing people, have meaningful conversations that are worthwhile, and have amazing gifts that go along with it. Every single Friday, there's a little goodie, and you'll find out what the goodie is at the end of this episode. So today, we have a very special guest, very dear to my heart, my love, my heart, my boyfriend, Joel. Welcome to the show. All right, baby. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course, our first time around was like two months ago, and we loved recording it. A lot of you loved hearing it. So that's why we came for round two, this time talking about cultivating healthier relationships. And to give a disclaimer, we're not saying that this is the only way, but we are in a relationship that we find to be very healthy and just want to talk about it very openly and candidly from someone that is around your age group doing the same things you are. And I just think that it's a very interesting perspective. So are you ready to get into this? (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Are you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. I feel like our, our first one was a hit, so watch, it's going to be even better this time around. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so let's just write, j- jump right into it. I saw something the other day that was posted by Jay Shetty, actually. It was just on my Explore page, and Joel doesn't know um, what I'm about to read, but I want to get your just candid reaction on what you feel about this statement and how you feel like that translates into our relationships and how to make a healthier relationship. So it says, most people don't want to hear this, but real relationships that last involve a lot of forgiveness. You have to accept the fact that your partner isn't perfect and will hurt you, disappoint you, and upset you. You have to figure out if you're willing to go through the ups and downs with them. Mm, I can say that is really, really true. And like, even like, that's one of the main things in our relationships that we go over a lot. Like, it's easy to like, go out and have fun and fall in love. And then, you know, just have fun together. And, you know, everyone always thinks it's really easy, but there's like a lot of work. And like, most of the work has to do with not necessarily work that you put in when you go to like, when you, the work that you put in that you, you'd be familiar with, which is like, working hard or like paying for things it's more of like okay something just happened between both of us maybe someone said something that didn't make the other person happy or you know there's a lot of things that can happen in a relationship are you willing to forgive that person for what they said for what they've done how like do you hold on to things too long right like the quicker you can realize what someone has done to make you upset and then what you need to do to like forgive them and and then forgive yourself and then move on from that the better you kind of get at relationships. And like, that's like one thing that I think everyone will struggle with. We we didn't necessarily struggle. We had like tough, tough points in our relationship where we had to do that. We really had to learn how, and especially now that it's been like deeper in our relationship longer, it's been, it's been like a year and seven months now. We've had times where that's come up and, and we're both just really good. I feel like, and we've developed 
the ability to forgive each other like a lot quicker because you never wanted to drag on either because that's that shows like a lack of like understanding whether you're right or wrong so that mm-hmm. that definitely is something that uh i've i've had to consciously like be aware of mm-hmm. but i see it just come so easily to you i feel like since the moment that we ended up like together you've been so logical and therefore forgave very like much quicker i feel like for me it took me a little bit longer to accept little things because maybe i made it mean something about me or i blew something out of proportion in my own head or i was just used to everyone around me just blowing everything up um so i i only knew that way of of operating and i really tried to consciously not be like that in our relationship but it was like an everyday effort to just be here be present and if you did something that might have hurt me or unconsciously that you didn't even know would hurt me or trigger me because let's get one thing clear relationships are going to trigger you some things that somebody does maybe you're gonna bring up things from the past for you they're gonna bring up things that used to really hurt you and then this happens in this new relationship or you've seen it in your parents or you've seen it in different relationships that didn't end up really well I feel like there's always glimpses of things that might be a little bit toxic um, once in a while. And what's really amazing that I'm really grateful for in a relationship is that once we see a toxic behavior in ourselves, we're like, oh, like, wh- why, is, why is that coming up? Let's, let's figure that out. Yeah, that hurts me a little bit. Okay, let's move on and let's figure it out. Like, we're very quick to be like, no, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, you're human, I'm human, we've both made many mistakes, and that's not to say that there's not boundaries in our relationship, because someone might take this, someone you know, or yourself, you might take this and be like, see, I can forgive this partner that has treated me awful so many times. That's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is to cultivate healthy relationships, there has to be... A there's, level. There's limits to it. There's limits to it, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. It has to be Found. a level of respect, mutual respect for each other. And boundaries, what I heard recently, which really resonated with me about boundaries, is that uh, walls, walls don't let anybody in. You have your guard up, you, ha- you let nobody in. But with boundaries, you show them where the door is. So they can still come in, but they know where you they can sit and where they can't sit and like they just they just know more how to operate with you so forgiveness has been a huge part of me cultivating healthy relationships even with um you or like joel or like my family members and stuff you know you have to accept that yeah like i will make mistakes as much as you will make mistakes mm-hmm. no i feel like you said like it's it comes easy to me it's not it doesn't really come easy but it's more I, the last person i'd want to be constantly holding a grudge against or maybe not forgiving is a person who I'm spending a lot of time with, like someone I'm in a relationship with and like with, yeah, you're spending so much time with that person. You're always around them. You're feeding off each other's energy. You really need to learn and have that ability to like understand, see what they're trying to say or what upset you or upset them and move on from there because it's just it's it's something that resonates and will go and like will stick with you if you decide not to forgive them right and like you said there's boundaries and i kind of like like the way you said it it's not walls it's more like this is the boundaries that like i have it's like more like an imaginary imaginary line right 
you know where it is that I don't like you or wouldn't want you to cross. But it doesn't mean I'm closed off. It just means there's a level of respect around that line. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to understand in that like forgiving process because that also prevents you from making those little like those little mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's really amazing is that just like you said, like it's not that I don't like it's not that I don't want you to be there. It's just like a level of respect that I think that we should avoid. And it's basically teaching you how to love me. You know, it's like you want to love me here. Just let me show you. Let the other person show you how they want to be treated, how they want to be loved. I feel like sometimes we go into relationships thinking, I've always treated a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a partner like this. This person must be the same. But everyone like likes different things. Things trigger different people. People find more or feel more loved in certain situations and others like st- stuff like that. And when cultivating healthy relationships, you need to kind of get to know your partner and accept them for what they tell you, like face value. One of the worst things you can do is try to aspire for a healthy relationship, but you're hung up on a person's potential. I think one of the biggest things that have helped me and Joel is we take each other as we are. I was always so used to being like, no, this guy will change for me or this person's potential. And it's like, no, but they could be so good. But no, like, what are they now? How do they treat you right now? That's how you can continue a healthy relationship. Because how are you supposed to carry a healthy relationship if if only one of you is in it, if it's one-sided, if nobody shows anything, you know, there's there's a certain amount of effort. And I feel like when people might look at us, if you know um, our story and us, and if you don't, um, you can just go check out the last podcast. But basically, we were um, friends and then best friends. And then we started dating. And this kind of took like a year and a half um, for us to actually start dating. And so it started, um, Joel's just contemplating, is it really a year and a half? Yeah, it, it it was a year and a half, right about. Technically speaking. Technically speaking, it was right about a year and a half. So when we talk about kind of getting to know each other and and kind of nurturing who that person is, I feel like what really helped me is that Joel was very upfront with how he showed me love. It was like it wasn't a secret that you liked me. It wasn't a secret that you loved me. It wasn't like I had to like beg or I had to be like, I think he does. Like, think, no, like maybe we go through that stage in the talking stage, whatever. You're like, oh, I don't know. Does she like me? Does she not like me? But once you're in a relationship, the guessing games are over, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like actually show up with your chest. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like I said in the last podcast, I think this is like my first relationship. So it, it helps the fact that uh, I kind of watched other people have relationships and saw like how other people interacted in their relationships. And, you know, like obviously you grow up with your parents and you see that. And then well, me waiting, you know, a couple of years past, like usually when people date uh, really helped me to like know, okay, this is what I'd want in a relationship. This is what I'm looking for. This is how I'm going to go about it. This is how I'm going to act in that relationship. And this is like how I'm going to show up because I don't want, these silly mistakes and like things that i've seen in other relationships including my parents uh mainly i think but also just growing up like as a teenager i don't want any of that especially if i'm gonna wait a little bit to find that right person to start to date so 
I kept that in mind as I started dating you and like Matro is always trying to, you know, it's not something that's easy always, obviously, because you just want to be yourself and date someone. But it's something that you have to actively think about and like kind of have the other person in mind when you like speak and when you go about your day, even like with that person, the actions that you take around. Yeah. And what you choose not to do as well, you know, because sometimes there's like impulses and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, that or the way that you would like react to something. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the easiest, one of the easiest things that you can right now implement into your relationships is assuming the best. And I don't mean like naively assuming the best and like getting hurt and letting yourself be walked all over. But I mean, in situations where maybe they said something in like a weirdish tone or maybe like a text you didn't feel like that was the right text or maybe somebody took a little too long to answer or they responded to you in a certain way. Give or them maybe, the- maybe they made a, a weird facial reaction when you said something. That's a good one. <laughs> or maybe they, they did a little weird facial reaction. It's giving them the benefit of the doubt and assuming the best. That has helped me so much in this relationship because I know that your intentions are pure. I know that your intentions and all you want is to show love, but you're also human. And so when before I might have been tempted to act like the way that like social media portrays it, like, oh, your girl doesn't answer for three hours, she a hoe, you know, like (laughs) stuff like that that comes up. Like that's not real life. Real life is being like, no, like I have immense trust in him and Maybe he got caught up. Like, I don't know. I'll talk to him about it later. It's more of like a chill approach than just so serious. Yeah. I mean, I also know the person you're dating. Yeah. Like, if if it comes to the point where it's things where you see um, certain patterns and it's replicated on social media and certain memes and, and funny pictures and things, you start, you, you got to um, make sure that the person you're dating is there for you just like you're, you're there for them. And like they're, they're, presenting themselves in the same manner you are and have the same energy for you so if you ever are doubting yourself and social media is backing you up in terms of toxic things or or anything of the sort you really have to like take a step back and just evaluate and see how you feel and and how that person's been treating you because you know it's easy for somewhat easy for me and val let's say to step back and be like no this person loves me this person did this because that I understand because we in all other occasions show up for each other. So it's simple because we know, Hey, this person did that. Like they showed that act of love. Even yesterday, they did this two days ago. One mistake doesn't mean that the, the they didn't is over, exactly the relationship is over, yeah. because there's so many great examples of each other. But if you have difficulties in finding those examples, or if you can't reminisce and think of a time where they made you feel more confident or made you feel better and you can't really back up some negative thoughts, it's not something where it's end of the world, but it's definitely something where you you, you need to think about how how much is this person investing in this this relationship? Mm -hmm. And how much am, am I giving too much of myself sometimes, you know? It's like, I like how you were talking about like that one sided situation where you're like, wait, when's the last time they did make me actually happy? Mm-hmm. When's the last time they did something for me that really just like made me happy cry? I don't know if you happy cry, but I happy cry a lot. And Joel has had to learn that like, just my heart is really, I, I chose at a certain time in our relationship to like crack my heart open. I was like, really, how am I going to know 
real love if I'm over here with a whole like barricade of things and <laughs> <laughs> like just pretending that Crack it open. just it's an egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just throw it down um no like just just let you in you know like and knowing your partner is so important because that's how you that's how you know that like no this is how they want to be loved and this is how they show love which is another thing that i want to get into because i think that has that's even something we're still working on um yeah can i just say before yeah. we move on um yeah, like you, you got to make sure like one thing I've noticed in a relationship, how you know it's going in the direction you want. If you're growing personally without the other person, just yourself in a direction where you think you're becoming better or you're just becoming more, you're excelling in a certain area of your like lifestyle or of the way you think. That's like a, for me, at least that's like a clear indicator like, OK, this relationship is going really great because it's doing me well. Mm. right i'm good mentally like i'm good like i i i'm better in person with other people too not just her like i'm good with other people because of her right and i like i like how i am as this relationship goes on longer and it's like a it's a good way to just check you know where am i where am i moving where like how am i doing with this relationship okay how am i doing with other people how am i doing with my family are things better i mean it's not always going to be um so clear as it uh, like it won't always translate to everything else but you should have some kind of hope or some kind of feeling that it is uh, like improving the way you think or your lifestyle or something mm -hmm. you know in some area and checking in with yourself like you said like if you feel like you've gotten angrier if you feel like you burst out more because i've gotten in situations where you're just in like a bad place and then that translates to every other part of your life you start yelling at people you start getting mad at people you start thinking that the world is really rude and you're probably going to have like spurts of that but to be re really look at how it's affected by a relationship how your mental health is affected by your relationship how you how your other relationships are affected by your relationship and um as i was kind of talking about going into we are still figuring stuff out. We're not perfect. But one thing that I think we've had to consciously grow into is learning each other's love languages. I don't know if you've heard of love languages, but there's five. Um, I really hope I can remember them in this moment or else I'll feel terrible. Okay, so they're words of affirmation, um, gifts, acts of service, physical touch, and uh there's there's one more i'm forgetting it don't look at me <laughs> he doesn't know but I'll, it'll probably come to me and you're probably I yelling remember, no. you're probably yelling um in your car what it is but <laughs> we we kind of took the test early on in our relationship and i realized that my top one is uh physical touch and words of affirmation and Joel's was quality time. That's when I forgot. Okay. Like quality time. Mine was quality time, I think. Yeah. And physical touch. Mm -hmm. So what is great is that we both like physical touch. I am someone that needs to be touching the other person. I show my love that way. I show my excitement that way. It's just, it's a very like affectionate thing that I do. I'm very much like a baby that like likes to touch things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Me too. Yeah. And, yeah like if i'm laughing i'm grabbing you <laughs> yeah or tickling me which is mm -hmm. 
one of the most um torturous things ever but it's like i guess i'm learning that like that's the way that like you like to show love and so in that way we actually really compliment each other but what happens when our when mine is in words of affirmations and his is quality time well i think i had to learn early on that you want me to be present like when we're together like some like i feel like sometimes early in a relationship i'd like if you were like looking at something else i'd be okay let me go on my phone but it's like no you want to be there with me in that moment don't like leave Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. don't leave spatially And so sometimes I I needed to learn that. I need to grow into that because he started telling me or I started feeling it, you know, like it's a communication thing. And with my um, words of affirmation, I now know that a lot of your uh, physical touch or like the five ways that you receive and show love relate to your childhood and what you did and did not receive in your childhood. So maybe if you had to always be doing chores and you had nothing done for you, you grew up in a farm or something like that, like it's, it's a lot of it is going to be acts of service. Like, Oh, if somebody does something for me, like clean the dishes for me, that's like the best thing in the world. I don't feel that way just because I've never had to fully grow up in a chore atmosphere. I'm pretty spoiled that way um lazy <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty and so for me it's words of affirmation um but i also kind of needed to take a step back and analyze okay but when am i just reaching too much like when am i just being a little bit too extra with the way that i'm like joel you didn't say this to me today or do you think that it's that it's some from something from childhood like even that I think so, because I think I always, now this is deep, okay, I'm being vulnerable with you, don't use it against me. I, a lot of the time now that I'm growing up, I realize that a lot of what I did was for validation in some kind of way. I was like a perfect kid because I wanted to be like a good girl. I wanted teachers to say good things about me. I wanted my mom to say good things about me. You know, I was always trying to like get validation from an act that I was doing. And so in that came they could tell me that I was doing great. They could give me awards. They could be so excited for me, you know? So I think that it was attached to validation. So I think my words of affirmation has shifted slightly. And I've told Joel more so like, I've discovered it within myself that a lot of it, it was just because I wanted validation, which is not what a relationship's supposed to be. So I've kind of laid off of that, but I still like hearing you know, I still, I still like it, you know? And sometimes Joel is very like in, says it in his head and just sometimes. <laughs> I thought you were a minor. Like, um, no, yeah, not... I very much don't always say it. I like, I say it maybe by looking at her or holding her or just, you know, through touch, but not always um, actually verbally saying it. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that I've had to learn to try and do more often. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you show me, oh yes, you show me that like, you love me, you think I'm beautiful, like, you, you, you show me so many things, but I think sometimes in my head, I'm like, okay, well, he's not saying it, Mm -hmm. you know, which is just something that I'm healing within myself, but I still, you know, like to hear it, and I feel like as I've communicated it, you've also gotten better with it, I, I, do you feel like I've gotten better with, like, your love languages? Well, quality time is something that, like, we love to do anyways. Like, yeah. We like to do things. We like to just hang out just for hours, just doing something or even nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then physical touch is something we both like 
right like yeah. we're not like we don't mind holding hands in public we don't mind hugging each other anywhere there's never like too much hugging really no. so it, it works out for the most part for me at least like it's not something we've had to necessarily work on but the affirmations definitely like on my part it's not something that i was used to doing i like even with my mom and like you know she'd always ask me how come you don't say like i love you more when you like when i was younger or, like ask for hugs and it was something where i'd always like i always thought i was but i wasn't <laughs> I was just doing stuff for her, like hanging out with her. Just like I'm like, you know, and it shows childhood things do like translate to like relationships. Because I thought the same thing when you said that I was confused. I was like, oh, I thought I said it a lot. I thought, <laughs> but I, 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 you don't realize till someone tells you, you know, and it's a good kind of, it's a good way to remember. Because like I now not only present that with you, but like with my family, you know, with my brother, with friends, even. Like I try to show more, not just by like hanging out or spending quality time, but by letting the person know because it it does help deepen a relationship and make the other person, whoever it might be, just feel more wanted and more loved and just deepen any bond. So like mm -hmm. it, it is it is something that I like working on. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you can kind of observe the way that we talk to each other which is one of the best reasons that we are where we are. Um, we really try to not speak ill of each other. We, When we speak to each other, we try to speak correctly and respectfully. Um, we really try not to yell at each other. We, even when like patience is running low, one of the biggest things that we've figured out in our communication is sometimes we do need just a few hours or a day alone to process what's going on on our end. So we don't come out saying something that we can't take back and that would be really hurtful for the other person. Sometimes weeks even. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't go weeks without talking. No, we haven't even gone You're like more than a day. <laughs> Yeah, but like we actually take the time to like observe, come correct, and then try to listen to each other. Because this isn't something, I feel like there's this whole idea that relationships are supposed to be easy and always fairy-like and always like, boom, magic. But though we experience so much of that, our relationship is so fun, so playful. It's not for the lack of trying, you know, like we... It's not difficult to love you, but it takes effort to not act um, in impulsive ways that I that maybe aren't as healthy for relationships, you know? Yeah. If you're in a relationship, whether like you're thinking of past ones, current ones, it's like I think it should reflect on you and it should feel genuinely. And it might sound funny, like you took a self-development course <laughs> or you're taking one. Because yeah. it's, it's like you're working on yourself at the same time, right? It isn't just you're dating someone and you're spending time with them and you're loving them. It's like you're you're learning how to love someone. You're learning how to love yourself. You're learning how to understand someone. And that's a huge process in like working on yourself. So it should be something where you're growing, you're learning, you're moving on with the person, you're loving with them, but you're, you're developing and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can be difficult because growth is uncomfortable. <laughs> You've never been there before, so it's a stretch. But once I started fully accepting that not everything in my relationship is going to feel 100% amazing is when everything started to get better. Because I realized that actually being uncomfortable for this these few days 
is actually the reason that the next few months are going to be so much more amazing. Mm-hmm. But you need two people who understand that to like have that happen. Otherwise, you know, that's that's You're where like the rough weight. parts. Yeah, and that's where like the rough parts of a relationship come, and things don't always go the way you thought they would, and, and everything. Right? It needs to be like an effort on both people, both people's parts. Mm-hmm. And I want to kind of go back to the communication part of it. So communicating is something that everyone always says to have a healthy relationship you gotta communicate um and i think that that's something we do really well but something that i feel like people don't think about when it comes to communicating is communicating the fears (laughs) communicating the doubts communicating the things that aren't so pretty so it also takes somebody that on the other side that wants to listen and is not taking everything personally i think that's one of the biggest things that has helped me because I had a lot of doubts and initially about this relationship um not about Joel but specifically about my own stories and limiting beliefs that I had around love around relationships around young relationships so once I started having those thoughts it felt like suffocating right and if you feel suffocated it's because like you're kind of like drowning i felt like i was just drowning in thoughts that weren't said so once i got los cojones the balls to los cojones uh to really just sit with joel and be like hey i need to tell you all the stories and the doubts that are coming up to me and it's not because i don't want to be with you it's because these intrusive thoughts are motherfuckers (laughs) and so I would start to tell him, yeah, I, I've i never fully seen healthy love up till recently, or I don't know that I've ever had an experience where I could fully be myself, and it scares me. And I would just tell him my fears and my doubts, and the way that it would be received is not with hostility, it's not with gaslighting, it's with, okay, that doesn't fully make sense to me yet, but if you say it's not about me, it's not about me, let's figure this out together. It's like, it's me and you, you know? It's like me, you versus the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like a huge part as well, like to understand that it's not always about you and that a problem that someone is communicating to you might just be something they're trying to figure out on their end and you're in a relationship with them. So you might as well, not might as well, but you should be helping them like overcome and like figure out what they need to like kind of think about and what they need to um, really think about like fix almost in their way of thinking and that's not on you to fix them but it's on them to like go through that process and you're kind of just holding their hand and letting them know like yeah it's it's all right like yeah you can take your time but i'm here and i understand but that's so beautiful yeah like it's not something that you directly need to play a part in unless you're asked but it's definitely a big thing to understand that there's problems within a relationship that are not about you that may revolve around that like aspect that you might think cover something about you, but they don't, right? They're, yeah. You don't know what it's they've an, been through, their exactly. childhood, previous relationships, whatever it might be. And so understanding that uh, a relationship is two people with two different histories and two different pasts, and then um, just letting that person guide themselves and guide themselves sometime, um, it does really help. Mm-hmm. And just being there and being open to to having the other person as part of the process and develops a healthier more loving more open more kind relationship one of i feel like the core beliefs in our our relationship and friendship because we really are <laughs> best friends 
um, who happen to love each other. This happened. <laughs> happen to love each other immensely and want to um, journey through life together. And we, one of our core beliefs is to be kind to each other. Like whether that comes with somebody telling you something, you receiving something, an act of kindness, like a, you know, like having fun with the thing, fun and kindness are like one of the two biggest things that we focus on. Do you agree? Do you have any more that you think that we focus on? No, like that is one of the main things, you know, if you can be kind, if you can like laugh with that person, still be honest, Mm -hmm. right? Then that really is like, to me and there's there's other opinions on this like the main things that need to be like centered around relationship like kindness understanding honesty yeah, and then you have to have fun you have to yeah. or else what's the point what's the point what's that, the that point? might just be us though but like we like to laugh and like have fun and like not take everything so seriously and just enjoy life i mean and respect those boundaries but like have fun right have fun like really like, at yeah. whatever age you're at you're young you know, you're young, you're supposed to be in this life to have fun. Like, why be in a relationship where all it causes you is like pain, distress, um, agony, and then you can't even have fun in any other part of your life. And I understand that so many people have so many different experiences. So I'm not trying to minimize that. Um, I've gone through my fair share of shit before um, being in this relationship. But knowing that this is possible has allowed me to think even bigger for other people and has helped my like you said other relationships flourish as this one does also can i just say that this is really fueling my um affirmations my words of affirmations i love recording podcasts with you because i can get into like a deep depth of your mind uh-huh, so that's why you brought me here <laughs> that's the only reason <laughs> no, I want to be here. this is fun for me too um, because he is very much like he, he thinks he likes to think like in his head and I'm someone I mean I have a podcast so I think out loud like, I have a podcast you do yeah. with me uh, no I twice oh you're on okay yeah. we'll promote it later then babe. Okay. <laughs> okay um the one thing I do want to say is that it's not always like this mm-hmm. right now you hear us be lovey-dovey in smiling, love smiling laughing cracking jokes we're holding each other's hand right now because the physical affection is real up in here. But I do also want to say that literally not too long ago, closer than you think, we were in our own little kerfuffle. We were in a place where we weren't seeing eye to eye. And one thing that I do like to advise and I, I practice myself is when you're in a kerfuffle with somebody that you love, especially your partner, don't be talking about it with everybody you know, like I, I, I find it, I don't talk about our problems until we have taught, have had time to talk about our problems, you know? Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I don't want to speak to someone about a problem that I haven't resolved mm-hmm. when I should be speaking to the person who the problem is with. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't imagine going to somebody else and that for us is just like very amazing opportunity and privilege to have because we choose open communication and we respect that if i haven't fully heard your side of the story who am i to go blab in <laughs> you exactly. know exactly exactly no it's i i i think that's one of the main things to like trust that even if there's a problem we don't go out and like you know seek someone else's help before we seek the person that we're having the issue with which is each other right 
-hmm. like we can still be that person we should be able to be the the person we can come to um, for each other and you know help understand what's going on what the situation is take your time if you need it don't just go immediately obviously you Mm -hmm. might not be in the best place to do so but eventually after having time to yourself come to the person who you're in that relationship with and tell them what you're feeling like what you want what you don't want before you go talking to someone else because they don't know the person you're with the person you're dating as well as you do right they don't understand the situation so it's always best to try and if your partner is like someone who's open and understanding you should know that if they are and they are they aren't you should be able to go to them first yeah and a question that i always like to ask myself is like I mean, for me, I usually just I, like it's always just been natural to just speak with Joel because we are originally best friends. But um, something that might help you is who are you in a relationship with? OK, then talk to them, you know, like that's that's your person. And if you don't feel completely like that, I'd ask you to gently reevaluate maybe what shifts you need to be made. Um, need, need to be made in your life or maybe within the relationship to nurture more of a safe space i think one thing that i like to tell joel is like he is my safe place and i am my own safe place and it's like it's a beautiful interaction of me growing into just like finding him and i was like oh my god this man's amazing like let me just be held by him forever but then being guided to also be like no you also need to hold yourself and just have that that and dynamic in that interaction of um of being individuals but being together and i'm not going to speak to my friends until i speak to my boyfriend mm-hmm. like that's our business the, what, what was the method that uh we did to mm-hmm. get over that little thing that yeah. we had so i uh heard this the other day because we were in this com- kerfuffle for like maybe three days and um neither of us were in the same city province so it was very challenging to kind of resolve something when both of us were busy and you know we had to make time but what we ended up doing that really helped both of our sides um which isn't really like we're not opposite sides of the spectrum we're just trying to discuss something and really just get it off our chest because i think that this time around our kerfuffle was like did hit us a little bit deeper um was this practice of holding space for each other and alternating questions. So the first question is, I desire. The next question is, I am fearful of or I'm afraid of. And then the last one is, I love you because. And that not, might not be the exact. Uh, there weren't questions, though. There were more. Oh, yeah. Statements. Sorry. There were more like statements that lead into uh, like you, mm-hmm. you saying something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More so statements. Thanks. So what we ended up doing was. I ended up just going first and I was like, <laughs> I, I started and I was, I desire. And then you can just talk about, I desire something in the relationship. Like I desire um, more of X in the relationship. I desire more personal time for myself. I desire, it doesn't have to necessarily just be rela- the relationship, but it's also important to be there uh, for your partner and just look them in the eyes while they're, while they're saying this and not say anything because that's part of holding space. And then the next thing that, that the the next prompt is I'm afraid of. And that's where you will get the chance to say, I'm afraid of losing you. I'm afraid of this not working. Or you you just say like all the fears that maybe aren't rational, but just come up into your head. 
And you again, you alternate saying that. So it's I desire, and then Joel would say I desire, his I desires, and then um, my turn, and then his turn for the I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And oh. then the last one is I love you because. And then after saying this, like I've, I'm fearful and stuff like that, I think it's really nurturing and healthy to say I love you though. I love you and I love you because of this. And it's part of like just letting the other person know like, keep doing this i love this and i and I, I love this for you and so it it helped us get to a place where we were like really trying to get back to our normal mojo but weren't feeling like weird normal mojo but got everything out mm-hmm. personally like i'm not someone who like usually and vowel like noses who like likes things that aren't organic like i rather have it come naturally and like just take the time if it if need be for it to go back to normal but i've learned like even from val and like the little things that she likes to pick up like it's sometimes it's good to get certain ways to uh to get back into gear like just to forgive and forget like we talked about from the beginning and just allow yourself to speak and sometimes you need different like little methods to do that like just like how val's talking about the three different things that we said to each other Mm -hmm. and that just gives you the space without you know taking the time that sometimes you like to take because you might be stubborn or whatever other reasons you might have and it lets you go right into it. So like it is useful to have these little things in a relationship where you can express yourself, both of you, give yourself the space and the time and the ability to speak. And it doesn't always just have to come or the person, you know, finally like admit that they need to, you know, sometimes you wait out and you wait out and you wait out for the, per- for the other person and then say, you build yeah, yeah. up resentment and or, you're like mad and and like yeah if you if you are really like if you really do love each other it, it can come around that way too but if you come to the point where you really understand that it's gonna be fixed anyways you might as well like create a, as well. yeah like create a method for you to like get there quicker and like that is one like great way that is even used to this. so intelligent just yeah because sometimes we're so comfortable with like i'm mad Mm-hmm. I'm angry. You did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, I'm not saying that those aren't valid. Like, we had to speak about what we thought, what frustrated us, what hurt us deeply, and go through that process. But then once we once we got that out, we it really helped with those guiding guiding prompts to get us to speak honestly, openly, and in a lovable way because one thing we wanted to do was jump right back to how we were but we both knew in our hearts that we were both we didn't understand each other yeah we were holding on to something that wasn't for us and so it took us a little bit of time and I had to suggest that out of my like like my heart that was hurting I was like I I want this I want to continue putting the effort Mm -hmm. even if I feel like I want to Cut you. Cut me. Oh <laughs> no. my goodness. <laughs> now they're gonna think I'm crazy. Beware. Um no, but even if I get really like frustrated, or even if he gets really frustrated with me, mm-hmm. we both have a mutual understanding that we want to make things work. And they even they come super easy to us, but even if they don't, we put in the effort so that they do. Mm-hmm. and sometimes it does take like a bigger person like today Val she like tried to like she went and put an effort to try and think of something that 
would help us. And it takes little things like that sometimes to uh, to fix things that seem unfixable or will take a lot of time, like more time than you probably want. So you like it does. It's an active effort mm-hmm. at all stages, like like us, like we're usually fine. And then this happened, another active action she had to take uh, and maybe next time it'll be her again and then maybe it'll be me but it's just like an effort on two people like it's mm-hmm. on both our parts yeah exactly and i never feel like it's one-sided and he never feels like it's one-sided we we really and honestly do bear love to each other and we're like fuck it <laughs> <laughs> and we're like whatever and we forgive we let go and we love and we love <laughs> and we really like, we're really about this, you know? Like, we're both in it, which is really important. Because mm-hmm. that's important to know because maybe someone might fuck up <laughs> in, in, in one day and stuff like that. But also, remember, like, have your boundaries. If a fuck up is way too big of a fuck up, you know? That's different. Don't play yourself, mm-hmm. you know? There's limits. There's levels. There's, there's limits and there's levels. And I think that two people in a relationship that have boundaries is one of the healthiest ways that sustain and like just grow a relationship in general exactly and Mm -hmm. having that solid foundation even if it's uncomfortable to talk about knowing that the person's not going to yell at you knowing that the person's not going to belittle you being each other and being just there just holding love and being the energy of love is what's helped us through all of our situations our whole relationships so I have enjoyed this conversation so much. So much, baby. So much. Thank you so much for hopping on here for the second time. <laughs> um, let us know if you want us to do a part three. Maybe that will come later at the end of the year. But Your best guess might make a return. <laughs> but again, this has been the second episode of August. Head over to Instagram, the 20verse, to enter or actually get access to an amazing little gift that has to do with intuitive readings. For those of you that do not know, if you do not know specifically, I do intuitive readings. I read through cards, through tarot cards, through oracles, through spirit messages and everything, everything, everything. And that could be an amazing topic next time and me and Joel talking about my exploration and how he's felt about it and amazing. But overall, just just a supportive partner has been amazing. And so in the show notes, you can find literally all the information you ever want to know. That's how you can find the Instagram. That's how you can find your way to rate the podcast and you can rate it through Apple Podcasts. You can now have the little notification on Spotify, so you can also get a notification on Spotify. So thank you so much, Joel, again for being on. I've loved having you. Uh, This has been a long one, but it's been a good one, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to follow the 20verse activity, follow at the 20verse on Instagram rate and follow this podcast anywhere you get your podcast share it with a loved one and i'll see you next week